A soft, whiskered nose nuzzled her face, and with a sleep-addled brain, Jeanette reached out to stroke her cat Archie. Archie pulled away from her hand, and she sought him, running her palm across the sheets. But her bed was rough, and as she touched Archie again, she wondered who'd shaved her Persian cat. A yawn contorted her face. She hadn't slept well, and her neck ached. Finally, as her backpack crinkled against her cheek, she realized she lay on the cold ground, and its vampiric hunger had sucked out her cherished warmth. Ancient Egypt. She couldn't still be there. Archie nuzzled her again. Opening her eyes, she could just make out the pointy face of a brown, foot-long rat. A scream wrenched itself from her lungs, and she slapped a hand over her mouth, but she moved too late to snare it from escape. The rat scuttled away beyond the jars without so much as a good morning, and she jumped to her feet, afraid someone might have heard her, might grab her for invading private property, and cut off something, her hands, her head, maybe all her hair. Mum, Abiomi, get up. We need to get out of here, Jeanette said, her voice heavy and old in the darkness. She stuffed her jacket into her pack, shot her arms through the straps, and tiptoed to the door. Abayomi was leaning against the wall in exactly the same position he'd propped himself into last night. His eyes open, but unseeing. Are you awake? Pressing her ear to the shoddily constructed door, she listened hard for guards or someone shouting about intruders, but all remained quiet. She cracked open the door and peeked out. Within the strengthening traces of pink in the direction of the river, she couldn't see anyone nearby. Impatient, she glowered at Abiyomi. What is wrong with you? He blinked at her, shaking his head. With apparent effort, he pushed himself to standing and examined his hands, palms facing himself, fingertips browned, rotating them repeatedly, front to back and back to front. He seemed in awe that such things existed. Hands, what a concept. Abayomi, Jeanette said. Still, no sound arose from outside, but she wanted to leave before the single rat brought back a plague and whoever owned the small warehouse came to inspect his inventory. Mighty Amun, why am I still lost in this place? he said in a voice so low Jeanette knew it wasn't for her ears. Her own despair, a leaden stone in her chest, she couldn't agree more, but refrained from mumbling her own pathetic prayer. She had no Amun to call to. Not that prayers and wishes held true power. She wouldn't make deals with non-existent gods. We need to go. Slowly, her grip tightened on the handle. She opened the door wider, and then, with a churning belly, she stared down at her own hand. It no longer ached. Jeanette shook her fingers and flexed. She would not be mesmerized by her own appendages. The slip of world peeking through the gap at the door invited air loaded with the earthy scent of the Nile.
lacking the acrid exhaust from vehicles. She wrinkled her nose, the inside dry and crusty, and inhaled. Around her spread out the same world as last night, the same flat land, the same river, the same damned smell of decomposing plant life on the air. Though the sun had yet to rise, the morning blossomed under a cool gray sky, the sky of ancient Egypt. She hadn't returned home.